0: Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Welcome everybody! Welcome to our Sunday evening experience. Uh, I'm Reverend Abigail. I believe I know most of all of you, so I'm so grateful that you showed up here to the community together and to discuss some very amazing topics. I am so grateful. We have been week by week looking at the power of decision and the power of decision. We're currently uh, looking at week three in this book. You don't have to have read it to be joining us. You can join at any time. This is a drop-in experience. And um, I'm just really grateful that we have this opportunity to be together. So I'd like to kick us off with a prayer, and I've asked uh, Emma Moreno to please pray us in.
1: And I'm going to do my prayer in the way that I normally speak, that is Spanglish. So bear with me. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to ask you to join me, close your eyes if you If you're willing. And let's all breathe together. Let's take one breath. Y en ese inhalar, al respirar, the air in and out. And let's do another one. Y sabiendo en este momento, que el aire que respiramos, el aire que respiramos nos está uniendo. Y mientras respiramos, pasamos este aire que es la vida y que va yendo entre los cables de este internet y que nos une uno al otro. And let's just imagine that we're holding hands, if you can, if you want. Y estamos, al estar uniendo nuestras manos, también estamos uniendo nuestra respiración. Y esa respiración está yendo a través del internet, saliendo de nuestro nuestra cámara, yendo a nuestras casas, saliendo de nuestras casas por las ventanas y yendo por la ciudad. Y de esta ciudad yendo a otra ciudad, yendo a Tacoma, yendo a otras ciudades y así nos va uniendo, uniendo a todos. Y en este respirar estamos todos unidos respirando juntos. Respirando, inhalando y dejando ir, dejando ir todo esto que ha pasado el día de hoy, los colores, los olores, los sabores. And we're here now present, reading together, together in for creating this moment, donde en este momento estamos aquí, sabiendo que no hay nada más que hacer, porque everything that we need to hear, we will hear. Everything that needs to be said will be said, and together Estamos creando este servicio. And so it is. Así hecho es. Dicho está, dicho es. Gracias.
0: So it is. Thank you, Emma. It was beautiful. Thank you. Well, it is my great pleasure to have you join us today, all of you. Just so you know, if you haven't been here before, the format is that I'm going to give a short talk about the chapter, about the three key points that I thought were the most important to me at the time. Uh, And then after I give this short talk, we'll have a time period that's Q&A and we are recording this because we're actually going to be putting my talk on a podcast. So the Q&A, while we just keep the recording going, we are not actually doing anything with that portion. So don't feel like it's going to be broadcast anywhere with your questions, just so you know that. All right. So power of decision, week number three. This is our week on decision. And I want you to think about first of all, for yourself, if you are actually interested in expanding your life. And if you're interested in being well, and if you're interested in prospering. And so what I want to tell you is that if you're interested in it, you have to choose it. You have to decide So for instance, you would say to yourself today, I've decided that I'm expanding my life. I am well, I'm healthy, and I've decided to be prosperous. Because basically, my first point is that we don't get what we want unless we decide to have it. Raymond Charles Barker in this chapter says, we, man does not live by bread alone. He lives by making decisions. So I have a story for you and it's about a kid and a candy store kind of to exemplify this point. So the kid goes into this candy store and he is so excited. He cannot believe how many treats there are. And he thinks, oh, my God, what should I choose? What should I choose? What should I choose? There's so many choices and he's so excited. And there's his dad saying okay son do will have all day and then the kid says well oh these are my favorites and then he goes over to the other candy and says oh my god no these are my favorites and then he goes to another candy he says no these are my favorites and he just walked up and down the aisles looking and looking and ah couldn't make up his mind at all and so his dad said come on come on, son. We we actually have to go. I have an appointment I have to go to. And his son just kept looking and looking, so excited and yet he just couldn't choose. And it got to the point where the dad finally said, I, I gotta go. We have to go. So he took his son and he took him out of the candy store and nobody got any candy. And the kid, of course, was devastated. He was like, Dad, but, but I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to have some candy. And the, and the dad was like, well, you, you didn't choose anything. So you get nothing. Now, this is our story. This is like the universe. We're all that boy. The world is a candy store. We have a myriad of options available to us and we don't make a decision. We don't make a decision about our career, about our education, about our relationships, about our investments, about our spiritual community or other important issues. And we just end up empty-handed. So what I want you to know is that you have to decide. You have to decide. I I want to be healthy and so I choose and I decide that I am healthy. And then once I decide this or you decide what you want, the universe fully supports your decisions and your ideas. It fully supports your decision. And it allows ideas, creativity and opportunities to flow into your life. And then you have to act on them. So it's not just deciding, but it's like the decision allows the universe to create for you and then you get to move into receiving and acting upon that decision. So that I think is such an important point because so many people leave the universe or uh, the, their relationship to, to life or reality up to, I would say, the default of what the mass or group is choosing. So whatever the group is choosing in any of those areas, if you don't choose what you would love in those areas, you kind of default to the the mass consciousness or the the group think uh, the group action. So you also need to know that you are part of consciousness. So my second point is you not only are the, the chooser, but you are consciousness itself. You are consciousness itself and we talk about consciousness and I'm going to do a little exercise with you in just a moment. But I want you to realize that as you are consciousness, it is the uncontaminated you, the pure potential, the idea that you are measureless and beyond the limits of time and space. So I want you to kind of we're going to do a little exercise here. I want you to close your eyes and take a moment to relax your body. As completely as you can, take in some deep breaths, put your feet flat on the floor, sit in a comfortable position. Let your hands relax and be at peace. And while you are sitting in this position, I want you to become aware of your body and pay attention to where your clothes are binding you. And then pay attention to your chair underneath you. And, and maybe the floor beneath your feet. So in these in these areas, you can actually feel an edge. But because you feel the the clothing on the edge of your body. But I want you to to shift your attention for a minute to The place where you have nothing kind of pressing against your body so think of your forehead or your nose or your ears or the backs of your hands can you actually tell where the skin is and the space begins or does it just feel like you're expansive and you're more than that I want you to think about the bottom of your chin can you really define where it's at now when i do this i recognize it's hard because i realize that i'm more than where my skin ends we not only are more than where our skin ends We are the expanse of being alive. Of what it's like to be aware and conscious. So I want you to just pay attention now to your thoughts. And maybe your thoughts are thinking, oh, this is taking too long or I'm uncomfortable. So whatever thoughts you have, I want you to watch your thoughts, notice your thoughts. Notice the thought and maybe notice the thought float through your head and float to the other side and out your head. And then ask yourself, who is actually observing the thoughts? Because there's a thought that you can actually see in your mind. And then there's you. Which means you are not the thought. You're actually consciousness watching your thoughts. So you're not your body, you're not the thought, you're more than that. And so as you participate in this experiential, it actually lessens the hold of body consciousness that has been ingrained in you by experience, by helping you realize that you are what the ancients called an invisible, and an eternal self and that's what you always that's what you are because it's what you always have been and maybe you've noticed that as you've gotten through time and space and you look in the mirror that there is you still and you your body changes and it looks different but the you that is you is still you and it's because you are not limited by your body or not limited by time and space you are the expansion of unfolding consciousness completely unrestricted by past experience and so go ahead and reopen your eyes and recognize again that that place that that part of you that you are consciousness is the you again that is uncontaminated It is uncontaminated by limits, by time, by space. And you're actually the idea of God or spirit of the universe itself. You are the idea of it. And you are here expressing as the idea of it. So it's really a shift into identifying instead of with our body, we're identifying the truth of our being. And so when I go into that place of of consciousness, of realizing that I'm not limited, then the new awakenings happening within me because I I stop thinking with my brain and I start opening to the truth of who I am, which is connected to all that is or connected to the, the source of all being. So that's really important because when I, I do that, I can recognize that there's not anything really standing in my way and I can choose to decide to be an experience and expression of the universe. So my next point that I have here is that is to expect good and you will have it. Raymond Charles Barker says in the book There has to be an expectancy of approaching good for the mind to be healthy. The depressed person does not know this. The attention is fixed upon why he or she is in the problem. The creative thinkers attention is fixed on how to get out of his or her problem. So there's a really, it's a really good idea to recognize that everything is an expansion of good. So who you are is the expansion of good, is the evolution of good happening. It is the experience and expression of life itself, wanting to experience life. And so it's experiencing life through you and through me. And so any problem that comes up is not a detriment to who we are. It's more of an opportunity for creativity to emerge. So anytime, you know, we were talking about how this pandemic hit, and here we are in spiritual community and uh, we've had to reinvent how we present ourselves to the world because we were very much, uh, we as in Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle, we're very much um, looking at the local community and being very focused on that. And as we opened ourselves up to to, I would say up leveling our online presence and being available to people in new ways that were supportive um, and and virtual, virtual support, then a, a whole new group of people have emerged as connected uh, through the center, because we were able to reach so many more people in ways that we hadn't been able to reach before. And so, yeah, it seemed like it was a really it, it is a really challenging thing that's happened to this world and to I mean, I'm, I don't know who hasn't been impacted by the pandemic. Uh, but the beautiful thing is it wasn't like, oh, uh, now everything is ruined, you know, oh my God, the pandemic hit, everything is ruined. We're going to close our doors, you know, instead it was like, well, here's a challenge. Here's, here's, there's a problem here. um, And we need a creative solution. And so creative solutions emerged and allowed us to emerge in a new way that opened us up to new ways of being that we would never, we never would have done before. So You have to have the expectancy of good, though. For instance, I another example is I used to. um, When I moved out of my house for the first time, I um, somebody gave me a cactus as a gift and um, I lived in New Mexico. So you'd think it's like a really easy thing to take care of. But unfortunately, I killed the cactus and I decided at that moment. Um, I started telling people that I have a black thumb. I was like, because, you know, people who have green thumbs, they can take care of plants really well. So I started telling people I have a black thumb. And then I started going to my first Center for Spiritual Living. And I noticed my languaging. um, I actually love plants and I love nature. And so if somebody gave me a plant, my expectancy was that I would kill it. And instead of my expectancy was that I would cause this plant to thrive. So I realized that I had actually made up a story and the universe supported me in that story because I expected it to happen and then it happened. And so I decided to change my story about myself and I decided to tell people that I had a green thumb. Now they didn't know that every plant I had gotten since I had a black thumb died. People didn't know that. And one day I was, uh, I used to work at Stanford University and I got onto, um, well, there was a free table and there was this plant at the free table. And so I decided that this was my first plant that I was gonna take care of and it was gonna do a great job. And I actually, that plant uh, I had for, I think 15 years until I moved to Seattle. And I gave it away to somebody else who loves plants. So, I mean, I had that plant forever. So it's really good to know that I made a different choice. I decided to expect good. I decided that I had a green thumb. And so just recognize and know that if you're having a challenging situation in your life, to start deciding that there is a good, and that you ought to have it, as Emma Curtis Hopkins would say, there is a good for me and I ought to have it. Well, you get to choose what that good is. So I get to choose that this year is going to be the best year yet. I get to choose what my, my dreams are. And so one of the things that you can do is to, um, and he recommends this in the book, is to decide on a long term good goal that will bring more good in your life. So if you haven't done it in a while like a lot of people they take spiritual classes and they decide what their good is and maybe that was like 5 years ago and guess what their good is manifested and things are going great uh and then they're being complacent. So we are on an evolutionary cycle of every emerging good. And the opportunity is for us to claim our good know our good, allow the universe to support us in our good, for us to step forward in that good. And and then when we receive it, to claim the next good. So I really love that he uh, has this quote in here. He says, I dare you to think in great terms. I challenge you to dream a great dream. Nothing is impossible who decide on possibility. The infinite responds by corresponding, becoming the thing that you are determined shall be. be. So I have a challenge for you. I encourage you to write down three big, hairy, audacious, long term goals for yourself. So, for instance, in 2014 I wrote down two goals. That one was that I would be featured in the Science of My Magazine on the cover. And the second one was that I was invited to speak at our Centers for Spiritual Living International Convention. And in 2018, both of those things happened, which was way sooner than I thought they would ever happen. So now I have a new big, hairy, audacious goal. Now I wanna travel the world and I wanna be uh, an invited speaker at international conferences. And I would love to speak to thousands of people. So you have an opportunity this week to recognize, you know, you, now I'm my profession is that I'm a speaker. So you don't need to like be a speaker out in the world if that's not what you want, but it is important for you to figure out what it is you do want, what would you love? and And start to, claim it and use it as a long long long-term goal and then expect the good in order for you to have it. So I encourage you to do that this week. Write down three goals and I want to just say my points again today. One is we don't what we get what we want unless we decide we want to have it. The second point is that you are consciousness so you're unlimited. You are The idea of God or spirit or universe or whatever word you use, you're the idea of the universe expressing itself as life itself. So you're the expression of the highest idea. And the third point is expect good and you will have it. That's what I have for this week. And so it is.